Welcome to this week's Future Toolbox podcast. We explore the Z to A of life skills, where each letter stands for a topic and essential tool to help you get ahead in life. Meet Jules and Mark, creators of the multi-award winning Future Toolbox, and enjoy their straightforward approach to creating growth mindsets that help people turn their dreams into realities. Whether you're a teen in education, a parent, a teacher, or part of a community group, start creating positive habits from today. Welcome to our latest ZA podcast with me, Jules, and Mark from the multi-award winning Future Toolbox. Hello, everybody. Hello. Now, this is where we pick a letter and a topic and discuss how you can use our tools and tips to improve your own personal development and life. So it's over to you, Mark, to enlighten us on this episode's letter. Well, this episode's letter is S for study style. Now, over the years, we've done a lot of work with schools where students now start to think about revising for their exams. Obviously, some leave it a little bit later, don't they? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But it's that run-up to revision. Now, there'll be some adults listening to this thinking, well, I'm not revising for any exams, so I don't really need to study or know what my study style is. But this is not only going to relate to teenagers revising for exams, but it's also about how we learn as adults too. So we're going to explore some learning styles. We're going to look at how our brain works. And we're also going to look at little techniques on how to remember information, whether it's for an exam or whether it's just some information that you're learning in general. Let me take you back on a trip down memory lane because I know how much you love school and revising and your exams and everything. But what was your technique for approaching an exam? In terms of revising, I think we were only given one way of doing it and that literally was to go over your book that you've written or your notes from the lessons and almost like rewrite those notes to try and get them to stick in your brain. I remember sitting on our staircase, we had an open plan spiral staircase and for some reason I used to like sitting on there doing it but then I got distracted playing with the cats on the stairs (laughs) so the revision used to go out the window a little bit. Yeah, do you know what? Mine was exactly the same. I remember teachers just saying, write your notes down, read them, rewrite them, read them again, write them down. Oh, do you know what? I'm getting bored of just saying that. It just doesn't inspire you, does it? No. Just write the same stuff and read it over and over again. And likewise, I got easily distracted. <laughs> stuff went out the window. In fact, I didn't really do much revision. It. I just found it a real boring task and pointless task as well. So at the Future Toolbox... We always say that our Smart and Your Study programmes, the strapline is how to make revision and study easy and fun. And people don't believe us at first sometimes, do they? No, they don't. They just think, well, no, it's not. There's nothing easy about it and it certainly isn't fun. But there are ways of making it easier and ways of making it a bit more fun than just sitting there repeatedly writing out notes. So I guess the first place to start is with your mindset. Because if you're thinking it's going to be boring and it's going to be really, really hard, then that's the outcome that you're going to get. So look at the ways to think, right, how can I make this easy and fun? How can I make this stick in my mind? Learning is actually quite an exciting process, but a lot of us attribute learning to, I'm going to do an exam and I don't like exams. Exams is a pressurised situation. We all done them at school. Not many people enjoyed them. So let's change our mindset and think about the learning journey. And that's what we're going to put into the next few tips. Do you know, when you think about it and call it learning, for me, that immediately changes my mindset because you think oh I'm going to learn something and for me that's quite exciting when you're talking about revision or study again that can sound a little bit less exciting but 
we all have different ways of learning and it's really important I think to understand your own learning style. One popular theory that can be helpful in understanding this is the concept of left brain and right brain dominance. Don't worry, we ain't going to get too technical here because... <laughs> it's very technical, the brain, isn't it? <laughs> it? It can get a bit technical. But essentially, the left brain is associated with logical thinking, analysing and language processing, while your right brain is about creativity, intuition and visual processing. Remember that these are broad categories and most people do have a combination of both. Yeah, I think that's very true because when we've asked people in the past, do you like learning logically or do you like learning creatively? People always have a preference, but it is very, very true. Studies have shown that our brain actually combines the two and works very, very strongly together. So if you're a very creative person, you'll still possess quite a lot of logic and vice versa, really. Everyone is different. So your learning style needs to differ too. And just because somebody that you know or maybe that you work with or possibly studying or learning with revises one way or learns one way doesn't mean to say that that method is going to work for you as well. So what we're going to do now is have a look at some different learning styles and then you can have a think about which style suits you. Yeah, many people will have heard of visual auditory and kinesthetic learning, which is VAK. But I love exploring this. This is such an exciting topic to talk about. Let's start off with visual learners. So if you're a visual learner, your brain loves to focus on pictures, graphics, diagrams. And if you can incorporate visual elements into your revision or your learning or your study, or whatever you're trying to do, then that's going to make it a lot easier for you. One personal preference I've used when learning to play the guitar is where you put your fingers for the chords. And I love the visual diagrams that you get. So it's put your finger on, on this string, that string or whatever string. And that really, really works for me because I can see it straight away and I think, right, I can just copy what's on there. So that's a great learning style for me. But what about learning revision and study in general? What could work for some of our listeners? If you are particularly a visual learner, a great one that we are huge advocates of is mind mapping. Now, you may have heard of this or you may not, but it's about creating wonderfully colourful mind maps or diagrams to visually connect and organise your ideas, the learning, what it is that you're trying to lodge into your brain, really. Yeah, mind maps are fabulous. As part of our Smart in Your Study workshops, we've used a mind map technique where we've shown people some facts, created a mind map, and then got them to recall 35 to 40 facts straight back to us on hearing the story once and visualising the mind map. So that shows the power of it, if anybody's sceptical of it. But an objection we get quite a lot is people say, well, I'm not very good at drawing, I'm pretty rubbish. That doesn't matter as long as it's colourful and it's got maybe some simple doodles or some simple yeah. keywords on it. And we have some resources on our website which shows how to create a mind map. So head over to that, futuretoolbox.co.uk, click on the resources part. Yeah, and that thing about the mindset, oh, well, I'm not a very good drawer, it doesn't matter because you're creating this to help you learn something. So the image doesn't have to be fantastic. It just needs to be something that is connected to what it is that you're trying to learn. So your brain can make that connection. You'll see that and remember maybe that fact or that number or what it is that you're trying to remember. Another one I'm a fan of is flashcards. 
Now, flashcards are normally quite visual or they just have a keyword on mm. them. There's a really, really big myth where people think they have to write down loads and loads of words. So maybe a whole A4 sheet of paper with facts on it. If you take a flashcard with just some keywords on it or a picture of a keyword, it can help remind you of that fact. So let's say that you're trying to learn a fact about me personally. So my name is Mark. Now in association, you could put just my name on there, Mark, or you could actually draw something that represents me. And I remember meeting a guy years ago who, when he wanted to remember my name, he just drew a marker pen because marker pen reminded him of Mark. He took my surname, which is Kennedy, and he drew a picture of President Kennedy. Again, it's quite difficult to draw President Kennedy, but he had this visual image in his mind. So he got the marker pen, President Kennedy, and let's say he wants to learn the fact that um, I'm learning to play the guitar at the moment. Then next to that, you could just draw a picture of a guitar. So you've got a marker pen, President Kennedy, and a guitar there. You've got three key facts about me then. And that's a really, really simple way of putting the facts onto either a mind map or a flashcard. Yeah, and this is where it can be fun because you can be as creative as you want to be. And it, again, doesn't matter that you may not be the greatest drawer or artist in the world because whatever that connection is to that fact that you're trying to learn, you can draw whatever it is that will remind you. It's very personal to you and you can make it as fun, as silly as you want. And often the funnier the diagram or the connection is, the more likely it is that you're going to remember what that image reminds you of that you may need to draw on when you're learning or sitting in an exam. I'm going to pop one more in here as well, just before we leave visual learning behind. Mm -hmm. You can also use rude associations as well, because they, <laughs> they are obviously quite memorable. So use rude <laughs> jokes, toilet humour and whatever. So the next learning style is auditory learning. And this is all about listening and speaking. A classic example is you're learning this way right now. You're listening to a podcast. You're listening to our advice. And that is a really, really powerful way of taking on board lots of information. It is. Listening and speaking can be a great way of learning information. If that is something that helps you to learn, one way of doing it is something that's called recorded summaries. So basically, try recording yourself, summarising that key information that you're trying to learn or memorise, and then you can play it back to cement that information into your brain. So you listen to the information and then you record yourself saying it and then you play it back and listen to it again. That's a really good tip. I like that one. Also, buddying up with other people, maybe as part of a study group, a discussion group. This is a, another powerful way of getting information lodged into your brain. If you're explaining something to somebody, you're not only saying the words, but you're hearing yourself mm. saying them. Of course, if you're sitting in a group and you're engaging with somebody, they're telling you some information, then you are learning by auditory. I have another personal example of my guitar learning. I've sat down with somebody and watched them play, but I've also heard the tune. And by hearing the tune helps me then to replicate that tune back to them. And that's been really, really key in me moving forward in that progress. And these days, there's a lot of information out there available in auditory form, isn't there? So, for example, you could find a book that's got all the information in. You can very often get it in audio format as opposed to actually having to sit and read it because sometimes that isn't your way of taking on board that information. Yeah, and it could be a time saver as well. Yeah. Sometimes people haven't got time to sit there and read a whole book, but they could be sitting in a car driving to their destination and listening away to it. So we've had visual, which is all about the looking, the seeing, the reading, the images. We've had auditory, which is about listening and speaking. And the final one of VAK is kinesthetic learning. 
Kinesthetic is about learning information or remembering it through hands-on experience. So it's about doing it as opposed to reading about it or listening to it. It's incorporating physical movement or tactile elements that can really increase your information recall. Yeah, I love kinesthetic learning. One of them, this sometimes makes people cringe when they hear this word (laughs) or double-barrelled word is role-playing. Well, it does. It just takes you back to the drama lessons in school when they said, right, we're going to do role play and you're going to be this and you just absolutely go into a blind (laughs) panic. (laughs) But drama is a a classic way of kinesthetic learning, as is PE at school, as is doing science experiments, for example. But role playing is a really, really good way of learning because you could act out a scenario or simulate a real life experience relating to the subject and you can bring the subject to life. So my personal example, again, of, I guess, role-playing when learning to play the guitar would be actually role-playing the song, singing the song whilst I'm playing the guitar and singing along with somebody else. Because, again, that incorporates not only the listening-learning style, but it incorporates the actual role-playing, the doing, the kinesthetic, the actions, the hands-on. Is this where you think you're Axl Rose or something? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't quite got to. Axl Rose or Who's a really good singer and guitarist? They can do both. Who's your favourite person, artist? Wow. I I was going to say it's got to be... I mean, Slash from Guns N' Roses is an amazing guitarist. Gary Moore as well. So you think you're role-playing, you're thinking that you're (laughs) that person. No, it's brilliant, because why not? Because it's going to give you that confidence. And if you're learning fantastic yeah yeah just pick me any really great guitarist (laughs) i could list off hundreds of them yeah and kinesthetic learning for me is quite a good one because if for example you're trying to teach me something i don't know say on the laptop if you stand next to me and just go right you press this button this button this button this button and that and that's what happens i've learned absolutely nothing i need to press the button i need to see it happening i need to do the action for it to be able to sink into my learning so that is for sure one of the quickest ways for me to learn anything is hands-on doing it and i guess it's like painting or knitting things like that i can't just be told this is what you do i need to have a go at it to practice it and once i've done that that learning has lodged so there are three learning styles visual auditory and kinesthetic now sometimes people get really fixated on finding which one is the best for them so our advice would be to try out different techniques in different situations so for example kinesthetic might suit one thing that you're learning whereas auditory might suit something else that you're learning or you might want to combine some if we take the great platform of youtube there's loads and loads of videos on there where you can watch you can listen and you can do whilst you're actually engaging in that learning process so that is then hitting all three because you're visually watching you're listening to the instructions you're doing kinesthetic as well explore different techniques we're also in the process of launching a lot of new material through the future toolbox and there is also a standalone program called brain or shine now brain or shine is to help people affected by brain injury also we're going to be looking at ways to embrace neurodiversity within study techniques and all other areas of life so we're going to be offering it in different formats where you could say read a blog listen to an audio or watch a video and then you can follow step-by-step instructions on how to work through that particular technique. Yeah, it's really exciting putting all this together. And if you're looking for some more tips and techniques to supercharge your study skills or your learning techniques, take a look at our Smart and Your Study 
book. Yeah, now this is actually on our website. If you go to futuretoolbox.co.uk and visit the shop, you can find the book on there. There is also an online program which you can engage in and download as well. This book provides simple, fun ideas to enhance your independent learning, study and revision. And it's also ideal for people who are sitting their GCSEs as well. So maybe a little gift there for somebody who's working through that really, really stressful revision process. So as I say, go to futuretoolbox.co.uk, take a look at that, go to the shop. Also look at the other tools and techniques that are on there and look out for exciting ones that are coming. We're on social media. You can go to our Facebook, Instagram or TikTok. TikTok. Uh, we're also on YouTube and you can find us on LinkedIn because we are... We're just everywhere. We are absolutely everywhere. So we really look forward to catching you in the next episode. Take care and bye for now. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for the Z2A of Life Skills with Jules and Mark of the Future Toolbox. Don't forget to head over to their website, which is futuretoolbox.co.uk, where you can find lots of free resources, plus a host of books in the store, as well as subscribing to the membership site. Follow Future Toolbox Instagram, TikTok and Facebook at Future Toolbox and subscribe to their YouTube channel too.